it didn't listen to me. It walked out of the thicket, it turned around and looked at me. They looked up and in this tree, there was a monkey man. And the monkey man jumped down out of the tree and started running away. And suddenly they're right in front of the car. He slams on the brakes and manages to stop. And he's skidding because it's not quite, you know, um, gravelling. And for literally for about a second and a half, they just stood there because they don't know where to go. And you tell them panicking, they're like ripping up thing. Their, their, their face is like twitching. to Bigfoot Society, a podcast where we focus on cryptids, the strange, and the unexplained of this world. If you've got a story or something weird to share, send an email over to me at bigfootsociety at gmail.com. And if you'd like to support this show, head on over to patreon.com forward slash the Bigfoot Society. And now, on with the show. Just had a great Friday night interview with Tobe Johnson from the Owl Moon Lab. Uh, you will be able to hear that interview uh, coming up October 28th is when it will be released. Uh, it is live right now, raw audio on the Patreon, but uh, talked a lot about uh, paranormal Bigfoot in uh, Washington, Oregon area. Great time. Good stuff. Um, if you would like to call in, uh, these are open phone lines right now. I make sure that my phone is all set up, ready to go. It is. Just wanna. Okay, we're good there. We're good there. But uh, if you've got something to share, go ahead. Call the number five one five eight zero nine zero one six five. This uh, you know recorded and used on the podcast. I'll make sure that this is out there. We got it on Twitter too. Good stuff. But uh, yeah, we'll be going live until about 11 o'clock. Um, but I'll take a few minutes to talk about... Um, Tobe Johnson's book, Owl Moon Lab, such a great book put together by Doug Hychek's, uh publisher, publishing company, uh, Hangar One Publishing. Good stuff. Uh, it's very cool. You're able to see, you know, there's QR codes throughout the book. So you're able to hear sounds. Uh, you're able to watch video interviews Tobe did with different people in the book. Such a good time. I'm going to do a quick look over at YouTube. Make sure. Okay, we're good. Perfect. Hello, we've got one one watcher. I appreciate your watching. Uh, these are open phone lines right now. If you've got something to share, uh, could be a cryptid sighting. If you got any cryptid sightings, any Bigfoot stories, anything weird, 
Uh, this is an open phone lines program. We're going to be doing that again until 11 p.m. Central Standard Time. You can go ahead, give the phone number a call, 515-809-0165. Just realized I've got Do Not Disturb turned on my phone. I probably want to go ahead and turn that off. Uh, so if you're just trying to call, call again. Uh, hike with Mike. What's the topic tonight? The topic is whatever you want it to be. It's literally an open phone line uh, night again. So if you've got anything that you want to share regarding uh, Bigfoot, I don't think I've ever talked to you before, Hike with Mike. Um, you can definitely call the number 515-809-0165 recorded for the podcast. Just be aware of that. And if you... If you don't have anything to share, but you know someone who does, why don't you text them right now? Text them this phone number and say, hey, you should go call into Bigfoot Society and uh, you should share that really cool Bigfoot thing. Or it doesn't have to be Bigfoot. It can be other cryptids. It can be weird stuff. It can be stuff that they just can't explain. Um but uh, yeah, just went ahead and I did a great interview with Tobe Johnson from the Owl Moon Lab. That'll be released in two weeks. But it was a, it was a great time. We're talking about paranormal Bigfoot, uh, talking about the Owl Moon area, and you know how they have EVPs recorded there, the Bigfoot howls, all sorts of weird gifting events. Mike Casey, how's it going? Mike Casey is a cool dude. Make sure that you are following Bigfootin' with Mike Casey. He's boots on the ground for sure. He's figuring out the Blue Mountains of Washington, uh, getting involved with that Paul Freeman stuff. And uh, thanks to him uh, yesterday for providing uh, the phone number, 515-809-0165, to our new mutual friend, Michael Freeman, son of Paul Freeman, uh, and you can catch that interview um, in the YouTube archives. That's uh, last night's episode. I had a great interview with Mike uh, Michael. Good stuff. Make sure that you go ahead and pre-order his book coming out, Freeman Bigfoot Files, over at Hangar One Publishing. Um, can't wait to see how that works because, or how awesome that is because. Man, I read the Owl Moon Lab and the way that Doug puts in those QR codes and all the different, you know, video and audio evidence. You can follow along while you're reading. Do that with uh, with Michael Freeman's book. I think there might be a little bit of that too. It's just gonna it's gonna clean a house. So it's gonna be a great, great uh, book, and I should be releasing. I think I'm going to be releasing that as a podcast episode pretty soon. I got the uh, clearance from Michael to go ahead and to do that, to get the, you know, help get the word out. But uh, if anyone has a something to share, uh, where are you located in terms of squatches? Hey, that's a great question. So hike with Mike. I am located in central Iowa. Now you might think, that central Iowa or Iowa in general ha doesn't have a lot of squatch activity. Well, you'd be wrong because it does. 
turns out in the late 1970s, there was a large amount of Sasquatch Bigfoot sightings, central Iowa, also eastern Iowa. And actually, I went on went on my first Bigfoot expedition with uh, probably a lot of you know uh, Tate Hieronymus. Uh, he's been in a lot of uh, Small Town Monsters documentaries. Also, he is releasing his documentary series right now uh, called uh, Search for Sabe, Search for Sabe, uh, which is a Native American term for Bigfoot, of course. And um, if you want to see uh, more about myself and Tate, going on our expedition to undisclosed area in Iowa. Uh, you can go ahead, go over to Tate Hieronymus's YouTube channel and the Iowa episode of search for Sabe was uh, released September 20th. Uh, the, also the cool thing is on October 20th, of course, you know why that's special. Uh, he'll be releasing the Bluff Creek episode of the documentary. So, um, so to answer your question, um, where am I located in terms of squatches? Uh, I can tell you that the area I live in, just outside of central Iowa, to the west of it, there have been... Uh, I, I've heard of at least three sightings south of where I am, south of the town that I'm at. I had a gentleman come up to me at the Van Meter Visitor Festival in Van Meter, Iowa, and he shared a uh, Bigfoot encounter that he had with his buddies in the, uh, would have been, uh, he said, early to mid-1990s. Uh, they were in a uh, gravel pit. And something started throwing huge rocks at their heads when they were in the uh, gravel pit. So no, no uh, sighting of an actual Bigfoot, but there was something big enough to actually be throwing large rocks at their heads. Uh, so take that as you will. Uh, there's also, I have a source that was uh, in a, local local forest uh, i guess you could say state forest uh did hear some vocalizations some tree knocks so that was a pretty good time as well uh if anyone has any things they would like to share go ahead and you can call 515 0165 we have open phone lines until 11 p.m. Central Standard Time. Let's actually, I've got an idea. Oh, and everyone that's listening, if you know someone that should be calling in, go ahead and text them that number. Say, hey, you should call in a Bigfoot Society right now. 515-809-0165. We'll go ahead and bring them on the air. Last night, we had a uh, really good first show. We had a good chat with Michael Freeman. Oh, Unknown caller. we got first caller. Call from the Bovine Spiritualis. To accept, press 1. To send a voicemail, press Hello, caller. Uh, you're on the air. Hey, how are you doing? 
Oh my goodness. I know from that, those luxurious tones, that can only mean one person. Is this, Did I give it away already? Is this Ben from the Hodag store? <laughs> it is. That's amazing, Ben. How are you doing? Good, good. Uh, just uh, chilling down here in Milwaukee right now, getting ready for the Ooh. Milwaukee Paranormal Conference tomorrow. Uh-huh. And uh, I was hopping on the old boob tube there and uh, seeing you pop up. So. I love it. Tell me all about the uh, Milwaukee Paranormal Conference. It looks like it's a crazy time. Uh, well, you know, I, I personally have never been to this event myself before. Okay. Um, pictures, stuff from that I've seen in the past looks like a good thing. Um, looks like there'll be a good amount of vendors there. There's lots of guest speakers talking uh, tomorrow. Um, they have like uh, movie premiere things happening tonight, tomorrow night, and Sunday, I believe. There's like a ghost walk tour thing happening right now in uh, downtown Milwaukee and uh, yeah it should be a good time tomorrow I heard that uh, you're gonna have uh, or they got a uh, Goscanson from TikTok to be involved with that it's just pretty cool yeah yeah her. she's gonna be there tomorrow yeah I know she came up to our um, uh, uh, Hodeg Heritage Festival we had oh, cool. May. Nice. Yep, yep. So she came up there. Uh, so I'll see her tomorrow. She's throwing like a, um, uh, an, like a golf Wisconsin after party um, at a bar here in Milwaukee. I believe it's called X-Raid Arcade Bar. Um, like some live music and arcade games. And uh, we'll have some cryptid vendors and stuff there too, I believe. Very cool. Are, are you going to be, uh, you're set up there? Yeah, yeah, I'll be set up there tomorrow. I just got a small setup, just a one table uh, operation, not the whole uh, hoed egg shebang like I usually do uh, when I go places. But uh, I got enough of hoed egg goodies with me, and uh, uh, the hoed egg will definitely uh, make a presence there. You know, listeners, and um, I don't know if you've ever had the the pleasure of meeting the hoed egg store, Ben with the hoed egg store, and all his buds. But it is amazing setup, and I mean, you gotta you gotta go to a festival or a conference where Ben is set up with his hoday goodness. There, it, it will change your life. Are you gonna have the uh, the museum set up, or was that a one time deal for Van Meter? Uh, that was just something we did down in Van Meter there. Oh, um, special! I'll probably um, uh, at CryptidCon in November in Lexington, Kentucky. Um, I'll probably have a hoday museum that I'll bring there with yes. some. Uh, old uh, hodeg artifacts and relic pieces from uh nostalgic hodeg times oh it's so good so good and can i assume that the hodeg himself might be getting into some mischief at the uh the milwaukee convention this weekend uh he might be getting into a little bit i'm gonna see if we can get him into some into some uh mm. i'm there by myself so uh, uh maybe okay. i can rank maybe I, Maybe I can wrangle Goff Johnson to come over and hodeg it up for a minute. That would be amazing. Wow. Yeah, I'll I'll find somebody to wear it. Why don't you uh, make a trip? I think I I think I might have to do it. Um, we'll yeah, see. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Ben, it's been a heck of a time chatting with you. I can't wait for our episode to sure. air soon. 
Um, but brother, I got a call coming in. Sounds very good. Just wanted to pop in and say hi. So you guys have a good night. I'll keep watching over here. Fantastic. Good talking to you, Ben. Yep. yep. See you later. Later. All right. I did. First off, Ben's the nicest dude. If you don't know what the Hodag store is, if you don't know what a Hodag is, you need to get your life together and you need to check out the Hodag store. Pick yourself up some Hodag stuff. We just had a missed call. I'm going to try to see if I can track down. Uh, hopefully that person will call back uh, from, it uh, looks like it was a call from Tennessee. Oh man. If you're watching and you just tried to call in, please call back 515-809-0165. Oh, here we go. Hello, caller. You're call on the air. Jonathan Lee Perry. To accept, press 1. To send a voicemail, press 2. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Hello? Call from... Jonathan Lee Perry. To accept, press 1. To... Uh, sorry, I believe. Let, let's see if we can do, we'll do one more try. Uh, caller, if you'd be able to call in one more time, I apologize. We're having some technical difficulties here. Give it one more try. Caller from Tennessee. Hike with Mike says, on the west coast of Florida, a hodag was a term for a bad surfer. That's pretty crazy. Uh, I wonder if there's a connection there. Um, let's, oh, okay. Call from... Jonathan Lee Perry. To accept, press 1. To send a... Hello, caller. Hello. Hi, uh, jo is the name's Jonathan? Yes, Jonathan Lee Perry, yep. Thank you for calling in to uh, Bigfoot Society. How's it going today? Uh, good. I uh, I got a message from a friend of mine I shared a, a story with from earlier in my life of a, of a Sasquatch encounter and with Mike Casey, and he Fantastic. sent me your number. Do you mind? Fantastic. Um, I want to make sure that you're aware that this is recorded and uh, could potentially be used for podcasts in the future. Is that okay? Uh, no problem. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Mike is a great yeah. guy, but please go ahead. I'd love to hear your story. Okay. Yeah. Um, my story takes place probably in uh, late summer of 1989. I was about eight years old. Uh, I live in um, East Tennessee in Sullivan County. East Tennessee. Uh, I grew up in a very wooded area near Holston Mountain there, where there is a huge network of limestone caves. Uh, you see old quarry there back in the 1800s, tons of caves, uh, Cherokee uh, village near the area where I grew up. Well, anyway, my family had always told stories, and the, the, the people in the area had told these stories growing up about a Sasquatch-type creature they called the Black Thing. And one, my older brother, who has since passed away, had seen it face-to-face. -face. That's another story. 
many people had told stories, a very similar story you hear about Bigfoot from all over the country and the world, you know, attacking dogs, um, strange lights in the skies, looking in windows. But my story, I was riding my bicycle in, in the area there in late summer. I was about eight years old, and there was a big pine thicket on top of the mountain there, which there's caves all about that area. And I heard like a very distinctive ping, 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 like someone tapping uh, rocks together, chiseling. So, uh, being a curious kid, <laughs> rode my bike up the little hill. I remember it was a very uh, area full of evergreen where we used to always pick out Christmas trees. And followed the sound of the ping, ping. I was alone. And when I got about 20 feet from the area or the same area of the source of the sound, it stopped, like, just dead stop. I walked over through the, the woods to the area, and there was a rock outcropping, kind of a little clearing. And there in the mist was a pile of chiseled, um, uh, newly made arrowheads out of flint. Ooh. And there were chips all around it and pieces of, you know, half-made, some fully made. And there was not a soul in sight. So I looked around, and immediately, of course, my thought because of just the, the fact there was no human agent in the area, I, I was I thought this must be the work of the black thing. So I took one of the half made arrowheads, went back down the hill, rode my bike home, and was just like, Oh, cool. Well, when that fell, I got paranoid. <laughs> I'd heard so many stories about it and it was very much I believed, you know, we all believed in it. It was just part of life. So I took the arrowhead, the half-finished arrowhead out by the, the little road there and buried it in the gravel. Because <laughs> I was oh, like, wow. I don't want whatever made this to come after it, you know? <laughs> and uh, so, you know, now now these years later, I wish I had kept it. Uh, but I, I was scared that, you know, I was like, I took something from God knows what. <laughs> yeah, because sometimes you hear like you take that stuff home and that's when the bad stuff happens, you know? Yeah. And, you know, exactly. Uh, I've, you know, had other many around that same. I do remember uh, later on that year in the fall, riding my bike out in that same vicinity. And there was a tremendous guttural growl wow. coming from the old, the old barn near that area, like down the slope from where I'd found the area, had a big chest rattling growl. I mean, it was filling the air. And I was, you know, uh, there was a couple of houses around there. No one seemed to be stirring about. No one was out. It was so loud. And I just kept, I parked my bike and just stood off of it, looking towards the barn where it was coming from. But there was no way in heck I was going to go, you know, see what that was. But I wonder if that was the same thing, the same creature showing its displeasure at me messing with its work. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what I would think in that, in that situation. So you, you heard this loud growl. Was it the kind where, you know, you could feel it in your chest or anything? Yeah. It, like it seemed to just encompass the atmosphere around me. Mm. It was like <sighs> that same tone and it didn't really stop so loud. And I, coming from the barn area and I was like, uh, and in my mind though, at that moment in time, because I wasn't expecting it and wasn't thinking of anything except being a kid riding my bike, uh -huh. I, I didn't associate it with the arrowhead. It was very deep, 
I was like, what is making it? What is that? What is doing that? But later on, I was like, I bet that that was that creature, you know, that was showing its displeasure at me snooping around in its stuff, you know. And over the years, what struck me is the fact that that's an interesting story is I have never heard anyone else, you know, read cryptid books since I was a child, mm. never heard anyone else bring up the fact about tools or arrowhead top items used by a Sasquatch that I know that I'm aware of. I haven't either. It's, it's kind of a new one. Is are there lots of stories of Bigfoot in that area where you had those, those things happen to you? Well, probably the most famous in my family. Uh, my mom, you know, I've, I have a lot, but from neighbors and people around the area. But my older brother, um, I, I, prob- I don't think I was born when this happened. He was out squirrel hunting with his with our cousin Troy, and they um, they were back way over in the other side of the mountains, and uh, they came upon, and it was described to me as this black thing sitting alone on a stump. And it scared them so bad they they had you know they didn't know what to make of it. They ran and it they ran it as fast as they could to get away from it. And my mom told me that she said that my brother and my cousin when they got like they thought they'd outrun it, it was waiting for them at the end of the other part of the woods. Oh man, just looking at them. And she said they said it ran like the wind. Is <sighs> and she said that my brother said it had eyes like an old sad dog. Well. It, uh, they ran so fast and were so afraid. They ran through a barbed bar- 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 fence. Oh boy! Tore their skin and closed to pieces. Uh, they were just pro- probably about had been about sixteen, fifteen. You know, I wasn't born yet. And so, in my family, in the tradition in the area, it was sort of. And I've heard this from uh, native cultures that if you looked into its eyes, that you might die. Really. And. I re- it's kind of become our family banshee because this is it's, it's sad but strange. You know, my brother who saw he passed away when he was nineteen in a car accident, mm. and then I was just a baby at the time. And then my older brother, by like five years, saw it. Probably seventeen years ago, he told me he saw it. He was at mo- over our home place, was driving up the road to make a turn where there's a large sinkhole in a cave, and he saw it. His story was a little different. He said that it looked at him. He saw movement off the road. It was dark. And his lights hit it. And he said it, it had a mane that stood up in a frill on its back when he saw him like a like a cat or a hyena. Really? Some type of like mane that stuck up and it went, darted off and vanished down into the cave near the sinkhole. And then he was the next of my brothers that passed. He passed away last January. Um, oh, man. In my little world, <laughs> to me, it's kind of like our family banshee. I'm like, I guess whoever actually sees the thing that was always talked about so much, you know, it, it comes as a, a foreshadowing or something possibly, you know, who knows? I, I don't really know. I just know that those things actually, I, did, I, I was told that and then the, the, those things did occur. And I did find the error ahead myself. So just wish I'd kept it. <laughs> That 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 is wild to have a, a story like that in your, you know, family tree where you keep, you know, you see this thing, 
uh, and potentially we're we're talking about a, a banshee it, and it, then it, the person. Yeah, okay, so away. almost like a death for, a death portent type thing. Uh, wow, something you don't want to encounter, but you're aware of, and who knows? <laughs> now, I, I, <laughs> who, who knows I've what they are? <laughs> in Eastern Tennessee, there's all sorts of you know interesting folklore tales, and just you know, are there any other stories that you heard growing up that you know? are still sticking in your mind or? Um, of course, lots of ghost stories and things like that. But uh, I used to, I was a little folklorist. <laughs> I would go around to the old ladies in the, the mountains who were, oh, you know, wow. been born like in the 1900s, you know, I remember my grandmother was born in 1903. There was a lady born probably in 1902 or one. And I would ask them to tell me, I was like, can you tell me stories of monsters and uh, ghosts and things that you heard when you were a baby? And these people, this was the 80s, right? And so they were amazed that a kid didn't want to play Atari and wanted to hear the stories. <laughs> right. So I gathered all I could from these old folks before they passed on, my grandmother. And one old lady in particular, I love this old lady. She did snuff, and she's such a nice lady. And uh, she, most of the stories my grandmother would tell me was about what they called painters. There was lots of panthers, you know, wild cougars. and Okay stories that like my uh panthers were a big fear for the people in the 1800s in the mountains and like my great great aunt or of some sort was up herding the cows in the meadows and a panther come out of the woods and then my grandma said she grabbed the cow's tail and when the cows herded out in the panic she saved her it pulled her out by its tail you know you hand no, its tail. No. so i heard stories like that but also i was a smart oh, little crafty little kid and i knew that when i would bring up the black thing to these old folks you know, this monster, they said never heard of it, and they would get very a scared look in their eyes. And I knew they were afraid oh. to talk about it. These were old ladies whose husbands had already got long gone, you know, and uh, they lived alone. And so I would do, <laughs> I was I was a little uh, little, little fluke. I would say stuff to them like, you know, I was up in the woods the other day up above the cave, and I saw this weird thing that looked kind of like a, a person, but it was all hairy and black. Oh, and they no. were like, and, and I was I was baiting them, you know, kind of. And yeah. They would be like, they were like, "How tall was it?" And I would say, "Well, well, you know, six five or six feet tall. I don't know." So, like, which way was it headed? And I knew instantly they knew Whoa. what I was talking about. But they were afraid to bring it up because, I, and I understand now. Who wants to go to bed if you're alone and elderly in the woods thinking about that oh, stuff? Oh, totally, but, yeah. <laughs> I was a sneaky little folklore, so I would be like, I just happened to, I heard tale, and I, because I learned not to call it by the name people called it. You know, it's always right. black to black thing. Right. That would and, shut it down right away. Right. They're like, we don't know nothing about it. Yeah. And so when I would, when I would play, like, I saw something. What? And I went, I, I, another episode that just came to my mind of, uh, my dad was a ginseng hunter. Okay. He hunted ginseng, the the roots and herbs up in the mountains, and sure. we, he taught me all the stuff in woods. We would, I remember one time we were, it was in the same locale where I grew up, over in Sullivan County, but it was back near a big place called Cleveland Springs, a big old natural spring, and it was a, a bit more remote. And we were on a ridge looking for ginseng, and uh, there was a huge footprint. I'm talking like. Really? 15 inches with toes, oh, right? Wow. In the press down in the leaves. And I said, Daddy, uh, come over here and look at this. And he, you know what he said? 
at the horse print. (laughs) 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 And, you know, so he didn't want to scare me, you know, and, and I was, I just was like, this, it was thick with trees. So horses don't have toes. So yeah, I'm going to I'm going to say uh horses do not have toes last time I checked. Um But you know that was his way. Yeah. I'm just not trying. He didn't want to know and he didn't want to you know he what he saw he didn't tell me, but he never mom was very much more she told us everything. Daddy said, "Hey, nothing be afraid of in the woods." Yeah. And but he, I remember seeing that with him. That those clearly can remember those toes, his big footprint. And I said, "Daddy, you know, look at this." And he was like, "Oh, it's just a horse track." <laughs> just, just a, just a big hairy horse biped. Horse with that's toes all. shredding. Uh, that sounds even creepier. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's so much, you know. And there's, there's a lot of, uh, uh, you know, UFO lore, all the stuff. That's connected usually with the Bigfoot cryptid phenomenon. I grew up in an area was rich with it. You know, people got lights in the sky and um, just eyes glowing in the dark. Wow. And so, and you always heard insane sounds at night. And this, this was, this was very current up until I moved. You know, I was at home when I was uh, in my twenties, you know, before my parents passed away, I, oh, okay. I lived there and it was, it was still going on. There was, you know, wow. I never saw anything physically of that creature myself, which sure. I guess is a good thing. Yeah, it but, is. But uh, I did hear stuff, you know, the growling and the footprint and found the arrowheads. Yeah. Um, and I, I trekked around the woods by myself constantly, you know, just daydreaming and playing amongst the big caves and rocks. But, um, I, you know, that's that's my story, you know, being in that area. And I don't live there anymore, and I don't. Okay. I don't want to. I think it's yeah, kind of a right, creepy right. place. You know, I, <laughs> I live, you know, I don't live too far from there, but I don't ever really go back except to visit the family graveyard. Uh, but uh, I don't, if someone said, hey, we'll give you a free house to live up near this cave, I wouldn't. You wouldn't take it? Really? I wouldn't take it. I would oh, sell it because. Wow. Because, <laughs> yeah, I I sometimes get creepy thinking about it laying in bed in the dark i mean because it, it it's real and uh there's fun scary stuff that you feel is far away and you know safe <laughs> if you watch a, a werewolf movie or you know sure. whatever or, or a, a something sci-fi movie and you know it's far away but when you know that your people here have talked about it and you yourself have experienced things i it, the, you know, it gives you the creep. Is the only way I can describe it. Very creepy. Why? Why do you think that area is so, you know, just dense with with different if I, stories if, like that? If I had to give you, if I had to give you my firm belief as to why, it's the cave network. Whatever really? is the agent. Yeah, they they stretch for miles under there. We had students from UT come out there, University of Tennessee, and. I, I, not to me, to my neighbors. I was just a little kid, but they would talk about how they went and there was a lake under there and it went for miles, you know. So I think the the phenomena that creates the things that we that I had seen and people had seen, and I think it usually works beneath the surface. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a hiding place. You know, this network of caves are a great place for something. 
Luca to be going on, especially if uh, if it's something that even like their, I don't know, even our officials and things may kind of be aware of, but, you know, who's going to believe mountain people, you know? And, but I think that, uh, you know, I, I just think that that's the reason. There's a huge network of caves and <clears throat> a good hiding place for, for that type of activity and whatever who the knows, is behind it. Who knows what's down in the caves. I really hope that we don't have a whole bunch of banshees down in the caves, though. That would that would not be a good Well, scenario, I don't think they're banshees as far as the Irish <laughs> fairy folklore, but I think that we do have Sasquatch top things and God knows what they're really, you know. Yeah. Something could be something related to alien tech stuff, or who knows. But you I, I know. think that, uh, yeah, and I, I, I agree with uh, people like John Kill, who always said all that stuff was related. You know, if you're talking about fairies and banshees, and then you switch over to Bigfoot or UFOs, you're talking about the same family, so to speak. <laughs> Ab- absolutely, Jonathan. So thank- I kind of always just group it together. Oh, for sure. Jonathan, thank you so much for, for calling in. This is, I mean, oh, yeah. man, you got some great stories, dude. This is, yeah, it's, this it's is a, great. It was a strange growing up experience, but yeah, I'm glad to share it. Yeah. If you, if you think of anything else weird in, in the future, you're always welcome to to call in when I do another one of these, but thanks so much, man. I appreciate you. You're welcome. Sure. Have a great night. You too. Bye-bye. See ya. Well, thanks, Jonathan, for calling in from Eastern Tennessee. That was a really fun conversation about folklore and and uh, Bigfoot type creatures and banshee type creatures. Man, it got it got wild. Uh oh. Speaking of banshee type creatures, hold on. Call from Eastern. Speaking of banshee type creatures. Hello, caller. <laughs> <laughs> hey Tate Hieronymus, what's up, dude? <laughs> no, <I'm... laughs> what are you up to? Uh, I crashed the party, baby. Yeah, dude. Hey, this is what it's all about. Party crashers, man. Hey, uh I'm wa- I'm watching it on uh YouTube right now. It's there's such a bad lag. No, oh, yeah, right. I was actually just about to uh to plug our upcoming show because kevin had said next week the patterson gimlin film is 55 years guess what dude yeah we're doing a special uh night of i guess you could say all talking all about the the pg film and patty and i mean tate do you mind chatting a little bit about what that night's going to be like uh next saturday not this saturday but the saturday afterwards yeah the saturday the 22nd I think 9.30 p.m. Uh, single time. I think so. Yeah, says. I think so. Uh, yeah, yeah, dude. It's going to be a uh, rocking group of people. It's going to, you and myself are hosting, actually, mm-hmm. which is going to be cool. Um, and then Jonathan Easley, you know, Western Bigfoot Exploration, and I yep. have a um, little a, a part, you know, we're going to have a presentation um, followed up by Doug Hycheck, the creator of Monster Quest. Um, I can never say his last name right, so he hopefully he forgives me. Jesus, I am um, breaking Bigfoot. Um, people will probably recognize him from Breaking Bad. Um, he's going to be giving a demonstration or a presentation. I mean, 
And then um, we have Damon Irons. He's a really cool dude. He's a pilot. And we have Alexander Petikoff. So it's going to be a, a great night of people talking about, you know, the anniversary of the Patterson Gimlin film. It's going to be really cool. Fantastic. I'm I'm looking forward to it, dude. It's it's gonna it's gonna be some really interesting uh discussion uh points that are brought up. It's gonna be gonna be a good, good time. Everyone on that panel dude. knows their stuff. Oh man, oh for sure. It's gonna be great because the twentieth my film premieres, the plus mm-hmm. prequel and there's so much cool stuff that we found that trip definitely more than last year so that's gonna happen and then two days later the uh you know we did a live stream on youtube there you go man i mean that that episode on the 20th uh your bluff creek episode what is that that's like is it hour and a half long it's an hour and a half long that's wild dude it's good too yeah well (laughs) I'll let you get back to your program. Thought I crashed the party. Heck yeah. Hey, always a party when uh, Tate Hieronymus crashes it. So thanks for calling in, man. Later, dude. Later. Awesome. All right. So we're having open mic, open phone lines uh, until 11 p.m. Central Time. Uh, If you've got a story about cryptids, weird stuff, uh, stuff you can't explain, go ahead, call on in. Uh, you can call 515-809-0165. Uh, it, it will be recorded for the podcast as well, so please be aware of that. And, of course, it's live on YouTube right now because you're watching this. If you happen to know a person that should be calling in with their story, have them call 515-809-0165 and let them know that this is uh, recorded for the podcast hey mothman 46 fact of the week a clydesdale print can be 22 inches that's good to know also as big as a dinner plate good to know mothman 46 oh let me take uh take old tate off here there we go um hmm what can i share what can i share with you Anyone uh, watched any good Bigfoot documentaries? Here's one that I watched recently. I watched A Flash of Beauty the other day. That was a pretty good one. I got to talk to Tobe Johnson about it tonight. Uh, That episode of the podcast will be airing in two weeks on the 28th. Uh, It's live for Patreon right now. If you want to listen to it early, patreon.com forward slash the Bigfoot Society. But he told me that they will be... Uh, coming out with a part two, Flash of Beauty part two next year, Memorial Day, uh, all about paranormal Bigfoot. So should be interesting. Uh, cool thing about Bigfoot Society is that I'm able to talk to people from all sides of the spectrum when it comes to Bigfoot and uh, other things as well. Uh, Tate, thank you for the reminder. Iowa, search for Sabe. Best documentary. <laughs> oh, yes, of course. Because, hey, Search for Sabe has yours truly in it. So if you want to see me uh, in my first Bigfoot expedition in Iowa with Tate hanging out, go over to Tate Hieronymus' YouTube channel. And uh, September 20th, we ha- you, he had the Iowa episode release. 
not too bad. Uh, it's a good, it's a good watch is about half an hour. I still can't explain what happens at the end. There's some sounds that I capture on audio. I had an audio recorder out overnight and, uh, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but I will say I can't explain the sounds that we, you know, we captured. Um, but if you've got a story, if you want to share something about cryptids, anything weird, paranormal ghosts, I don't care, whatever. Um, oh, okay. Mike Casey has a story about Tobe. Tobe gave Ellie her first track cast when we met him in Forks, Washington. I remember you talking about that. That is the nicest thing just to be like, Hey, here's a track cast. And you know, Ellie's going to remember that probably forever. Very cool. One second. My goodness. Fifebot says flash of beauty was fine. I just felt it didn't add anything to the conversation as whole. That's, that's an opinion. Uh, thank you so much for sharing that it's a collection of sightings. What I liked about it is that it had a lot of people that you don't normally see. Um, for example, the Stan Avery guy who was like a plumber in the Pacific Northwest and had this huge collection of like sightings and stuff from people that he would be like fixing their plumbing in their house. And then, um, they would just tell him their uh, Bigfoot story. Reminds me of another guy, wink, wink. I won't mention names, but there might be other guys that, uh, you know, do stuff like that and uh, are able to get cool Bigfoot stories. So the lesson is for your job, make sure you're wearing something that has to do with Bigfoot or have a Bigfoot sticker on the back of your car so people tell you Bigfoot stories. Uh, Kevin says, I was at the premiere of Flash of Beauty at Beachfoot, June 22nd. Kevin, dude, you're, you're a cool dude, man. That's awesome. Dude, Beachfoot is, is the place to go from what I hear. Uh, reminder from Tate, of course, Bluff Creek, California episode, Search for Sabe, October 20th, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's 7 p.m. Central. Hike with Mike has an interesting, uh, interesting topic here. Skunk ape tracks don't last long due to the swampy, muddy conditions. Yeah, that's true. It's probably really hard to cast a skunk ape track. Um, yeah, I, uh, I don't know. Does anyone have any thoughts about that? Like, do you have to, um, do you have to, to take extra measures to actually, you know? Uh, cast a track when it's in swampy muddy conditions do you have to dry it out i don't know that's uh more questions than answers there for sure uh, kevin says an emotional experience of people having encounters in a documentary yeah interesting uh let, let's see what we got here <laughs> what in the world okay uh Gotta love interesting comments coming in on YouTube. Gotta love it, guys. Stay classy. Uh, mix it thicker. Okay, Mike, I'm gonna assume that you are... Okay, here we go. So it'll absorb the moisture out around the print from what I've been told. 
So he's Mike is saying that when you're going to make the print, make the mixture uh, thicker and then it will absorb the moisture. Hey, that's actually a good idea. So uh, someone go ahead and do that and let me know what happens when you find a skunk ape track. All right, so we are doing open phones, uh, open phone lines on Bigfoot Society, Friday, October 14th, 2022. The time is 10.17 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, we'll be doing open lines, open phones until 11 p.m. Central Standard Time. You can go ahead and call 515-809-0165 if you have a story, anything weird to share, any uh, Bigfoot stuff, cryptid stuff, folklore. Um, paranormal ghost, anything you can't explain, go ahead, call in 515-809-0165. It is recorded for the podcast. Um, does anyone have any weird stuff, any weird Bigfoot sightings that they've seen in the chat? Actually, let's see, Hike with Mike, Hike with Mike says, maybe fill the track with some cat litter mixed with the plaster of Paris. Hmm. That's an interesting idea. Uh, cat litter with the plaster of Paris. Someone let me know if that's actually a recommended thing to do or if uh, Hike with Mike is just being a, a goofy dude. Um, Mike Casey says, more plaster, less water when mixing. Makes sense. Y you want a little bit of water though, right? Because you don't want it to be um, super... You don't want it to be all powdery and granular, granular like, but uh, clumping, <laughs> yeah, clumping, for sure. Uh, if anyone has any, anyone up to any uh, cool cryptid stuff coming up, let me know in the comments. Uh, oh my goodness, Mothman forty six. I don't know if you, I, I can, I can't even share that comment, dude. Uh, Hike with Mike says, not a goofy dude. I have four cats. I know the magic of clumping cat litter. And Mike said, hey, cat litter could, that's true. We don't want to take away the dermals and the other details. So guys, I think cat litter might be out unless you're not wanting to. Uh... Well, Tate's got an interesting idea. You could dig an irrigation line to divert the water maybe. But what if it's like in a super swampy area where it doesn't matter, you know, how many irrigation lines you uh you do i don't know uh if you have a acquaintance or a friend or someone you know that has a good story to share or is involved with something cool in the cryptic community have them call 515-809-0165 and uh let them know that bigfoot society has open phone lines and hey you can share it live on the air 515-809-0165. Thanks again to everyone for hanging out. Uh, we got about 40 minutes left until 11 p.m. Central. Oh, here we go. Mothman46 is reminding us, hey, Chief Logan Park Monster Convention with Hellbent Holler tomorrow. That looks like it's going to be a super good time. Mothman46, are you going to be there? Let me know. Uh, it is in West Virginia. Good stuff. So make sure that you are able to go to that. If you can, you'll not want to miss out. 
I know that Hellbent Holler has been doing stuff ahead of time. They've been doing some VIP stuff. Very cool. Uh, let's see what we got. Mike Casey says, set a swamp trap. Hmm. Dig around an area that'll keep it moist, but drain the water. Who knows? Uh, lots of stuff to investigate for sure. If you've got a story or thought about Bigfoot cryptids, etc., you want to share, call 515-809-0165. Be aware it's recorded for the podcast, 515-809-0165. Let's see, Tate says, then at point, just photograph. I saw Les Stroud use hairspray to kind of hold the track in place, but I don't know how that would work if it's muddy and really wet. That's true. At the end of the day, you you have to do something so that it doesn't get all mushy. You got to get it all, you know, firm so it's not going to fall apart on you, right? That's that's pretty much what we're looking at, kids. So uh, <clears throat> what else uh, we got going on? Is anyone going to Monster Quest? Uh, Monster Fest next year, 2023. Let me know in the chat if you're going to Monster Fest. I'm going to be there sharing. Actually, I'll be doing the the podcast live. Uh, Seth wanted me to come and do the podcast live, so that'd be pretty cool. I'm excited for that. Let me know in the chat if you are going to be at Monster Fest, uh, and if you're going to say hi, I would love to meet you. Let me know. Uh, I believe the time for that is next June. Excuse me, 2023. It'll be good stuff. Also, let me know if you're going to be a cryptid con in the comments. If you're going to be, oh, call from Mike Casey. Mike Casey, what's up, dude? Jeremiah, how's it going, sir? Dude, I'm just I'm rocking out. Hey, that guy Jonathan was super cool, man. Right, Facebook friend. You got the connections, man. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, totally, man. Keeping it keeping it exciting. Dude, what are you up to? Uh just chilling in the garage. All right. Um Yeah, some families in town, so they're kinda watching the kids so I can have a, a couple minutes and tune in and everything. So very nice. Got lucky. Very nice. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. is up next for Bigfoot Adventures with Mike? Oh, I was excited. I was going to go out. A friend from Oregon, um, Western Oregon, he shared a location that he's had activity and one of his team members had a sighting uh, August of 2020. Um, So they like, I just wanted to kind of adventure again. You know, like I've been focused at the blues so much that I wanted to like before it snows, maybe go see somewhere else. And uh, he shared that. But house chores kind of are, it's sadly. I get it, dude. Yeah. That, that get the has to come clean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got some stuff i got to do. Um, but hoping, hoping to get out there one more time. If not, uh, as I, uh, I stated earlier, there, I know, been a post. Wintertime, I kind of get into the armchair stuff, read the books. and Yep, exactly. Kind of talk to some people, make some connections. That's my plan. So I just got Laura Krantz, uh, her, her new book, Search for Sasquatch. Oh, nice, dude. Yeah. Um, yeah, Ellie's in there right now trying to read it. She's looking at the pictures mainly, but 
totally cool kids book that's like i don't even know how many pages over 100 that's amazing i'm going to be actually talking to her about that uh in december awesome yeah it's going to be a really fun interview that's so cool yeah she that i didn't even know she was somebody I, i heard about her on a pod or from a podcast or it was actually on the discord your discord. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, somebody, yep. Remember, it was way back yep. when somebody brought it up, and it was on. Uh, I think it was on Cliff and Bobo's. Uh, they had her on or something like that. But I think uh, yeah. Scott would Scott brought it up um, because yeah, he had mentioned that the book was coming out. Maybe I don't something like that. Yeah, I don't know. It, yeah. it's I'm excited for it. I'm. <laughs> it's cool. You've uh, have you. I'm I'm sure you've listened to Wild Thing back in the day. No, uh, well, have, oh, wow. when when we talked about it, no, when we talked about it, now no, now I'm thinking about it. The six shows that they did. Yeah, um, I haven't listened to it in years. I'm gonna have to re-listen to it because it was so well done. Yeah, no, it was a good little miniseries thing. The the trip to the nest. I mean, the book starts out with the trip to the nest. So right. it's just, it's super cool. <laughs> I'm so like, good. that's what I'm, that's what, that's what I'm curling up to tonight. <laughs> Definitely. It, you know, if uh, listeners have never listened to the uh, wild thing podcast uh, season on Bigfoot, definitely, you know, it's worth taking some time. It's about maybe five to six episodes, but definitely worth mm-hmm. it. Uh, so well done. And there's a lot of people from the community that you'll recognize in there. Um, yeah. And it's uh, Grover Krantz's niece. I think it's her. He was her uncle. Oh, here we go. So. Kev- Kevin Morrison is dropping some uh, insider Beachfoot knowledge. So here we go. Laura Krantz related to Dr. Grover Krantz. Yes, of course. She came to yep. Be- Beachfoot. She was interviewing. Dude, I guess Beachfoot is the thing to do. Um, again, I know. I mean, Sounds fun. <laughs> it, it's the coolest. It is the coolest. It's like actually. that mythical Woodstock of Sasquatch. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, what, it, what is, let's see, Hike with Mike. Campfire Steve YouTube channel has a cool video on tree knocks that knocks down a tree out in the woods at night. Interesting. When I was out with Tate uh, in our expedition, we had a, a tree fall down right in front of us in the woods or it was pushed over. Uh, hard mm. to say because we weren't exactly right there. So, but it was very weird. Um, yeah, that that's talked about in the documentary as well. Um, any, I had a crashing noise out near Mount St. Helens last really? September. But I didn't, yeah, like I didn't, there was no knocks. There was no, like, I didn't see a tree. I didn't see anything. It's just, a, it was a loud noise. So that's weird. So it was, was it near your campsite or what's the story there? That was, yeah, that was one of those. I was sitting in the campsite. Uh, it was the first time camping out here. Um, I think we were lived, we've lived in Washington maybe a month at that time. Okay. And, uh, like through a dart on the map kind of thing was like, all right, I'll go here. (laughs) And that spot wound up being like some Canyon craziness with rain. So I wound up going down the road a bit, but, um, 
but yeah, I was just chilling in camp. The rain had stopped. It was like the next day. It was blue sky. And that was it. That's wild. Dude. But it wasn't metallic or anything. I mean, it was totally, it was wood. So definitely oh. like a wood on wood sound. Yeah, it was, yeah. no, it wasn't a knock. It was, it okay. was a loud crash. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's so wild. It's so wild. Mike, what's like, there's got to be, is there a spot that you're working towards going to check out? There's got to be like a Biscuit Ridge. Biscuit Ridge. I'm, I might do a day trip actually this weekend. Like, like I have the house chores and stuff. Nice. But, uh, I really want to get the Jeep out more. <laughs> I'm having a lot of fun with this new Jeep and Tate can probably attest to it. It's just this weird feeling where you just pavement doesn't give it justice. And so, um, I work tomorrow and then Sunday, uh, I'm thinking about heading out there. They're doing a controlled burn. It's up in, um, near the watershed. So not a good time to camp there, no. but, Dar, Dar Addington was kind of giving me some insider knowledge and was like, oh, could nice. push things outside of the shed. And Biscuit Ridge is just on the opposite side. So we'll see. Can you it's a cool idea. remind me why uh, Biscuit Ridge is uh, an important area again? They have found footprints up at Biscuit Ridge. Dar Addington actually gave me a footprint cast that she got in oh, wow. 92, okay. I want to say, maybe 93. Um, and then I want to say that Paul had a sighting. But I don't want to, I'm not sure if that's correct. Okay. I want to say that they, they, they saw something. It was Biscuit Ridge and I want to say Black Snake Mountain, mm. that area. Um, it was either that was where they got the other film or they just had another sighting there. I think Wes Summerlin had his sighting there. Um, the details and everything, uh, <laughs> they scare me because they just, the, the main thing about the book is to get the, the details and the facts correct. And, and there's just so much that has been thrown at me. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, okay. This is the footprint cast of where if uh if i was in <laughs> your shoes i would have to like i would have to be making notes at home every time because it's gosh, like you are machine. you're learning i mean you're the the connections you're getting out there right now you seem to be yeah. running into a lot of information really quick i need to get awesome. a xerox machine dude, yeah, dude. because I got some of the old trackway casts. It's uh, it's like the Bigfoot newsletters back in the nineties. You do Dar, like... let me have those. Yeah, she gave me like ten of them, and I get oh to my... read these ten and bring them back, and then she's going to give me ten more. <laughs> Mike, <laughs> and I I have no way to copy these. So yes, you do. Any, do any you have an iPhone? Technology person, I do. Okay, do I scan them? Hold I mean, on. I'm gonna like... I'm gonna walk you through it right now. Okay. 
Oh, please, um, because I so, don't know what to do. <laughs> you know your notes app? Yes. All right, hold on. I'm going to look. Uh, hold on. There's a way to scan. So this is the, the notes. Yeah, so the okay, camera yeah, yeah. icon. Okay. Yes. I know how to do that, but there's so many. Dude. <laughs> I mean, got, these things, it's like a mini book. You've got 10. And you've got 10. There's 10 of them. Yeah. That can't be that many. I'm gonna have to off. I'm gonna have to offload these, dude. They're in a Manila envelope, like legal, legal size. Mike, it's a stack. It's a good inch thick. Mike, just <laughs> scan the documents for, <laughs> the documents for everyone else who can't read them, for Pete's sake. Yeah. Or yeah. at least no. so you have copies because you have to return them, right? Yes. Yeah. Dude. Just give it a try. Give it a try, man, please. It's pretty it's pretty crazy. She actually, she and I, uh, there was a, I think I told you the other night, but one of the Bigfoot legends up here, Mike J, passed away last week. You were telling and, me, uh, yep. Yeah, so there's this, uh, like a monthly meeting up here for the Northeastern Oregon Blue Mountain Bigfoot research groups to just kind of come together, talk, commune, sort of stuff like that. And uh, Mike had been trying to get me over there, like, since I moved up here, I feel seriously, truly awful that I never made it and never got to meet the man. Mm. But um, but Dar and I will be going to the meeting uh, next Monday. Nice. So that'll be cool. We get to meet Squatch America, Scott and Hannah. Um, couple oh, yeah. Okay. I know, I know who they are. Um, I've seen a, a little bit of their stuff. Yeah. 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 So that'll, that'll be cool. A little adventure with Dar. Nice. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Are you gonna, is any of that stuff, do you think going to make it on the, uh, Mike Casey YouTube channel or. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out. So yeah, I'm trying to figure out camera stuff. Uh, I'm right now, all those videos that I have on my YouTube, um, they were done pretty like 98% with my iPhone. <laughs> that was all That's with all right. like a yep. little, yep. yeah. So it's, it's kind of compiling all that stuff and I want to kind of elaborate because I, I mean, I have the GoPro attached, so I haven't even gone through that footage. So, you know, I'm trying to up the ante, make them a little bit longer, better actually talk in some of them. Sure. So yeah, trying to improve them. But again, one man show trying to, I get it. And I'm not a tech, I'm not a tech guy. That's like, Oh, I wish I had somebody that I could like send all this stuff to and I know build it up. (laughs) Being a one man show is tough, dude, because at the end of the day, you are the bottleneck, you know? Yeah. You can only get so much stuff done. Yeah. Yeah. But if I don't get it done, then it doesn't get done. And And no one ever sees it. And, uh, (laughs) Scan the documents. Like Jonathan Easley and I, um, we had a trip up there and none of like our videos haven't even come out. Mainly, main reason is to, for the respect to Michael Freeman and the book. Yeah, sure. Um, Which is, yeah, we want to kind of let the book. Yeah. Yeah. We want to kind of let the book come out and Mm -hmm. let people read that. And then we'll release um, our, our films. I was wondering. I hope hope Jonathan's making his film. Yeah, I was Mine's wondering, about fifteen yeah. minutes long so far. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 
that that makes sense now that you say you know why it hadn't come out because I was like, man, why hasn't their stuff come out yet? But uh, that's that's a good yeah. idea that you're waiting for Michael to get his Fun. his stuff out. Yeah, yeah. Well, he asked for that too, and I was just like, well, totally, bro. <laughs> um, totally. But the fun story for that one was got to meet uh, who has the now Paul Freeman's job. So that was really? cool. I got a ticket. I got a ticket while up there. Oh, that's um, yeah. Had, you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had that little campfire. So we got to meet the new watershed marshal. <laughs> Which is a good connection to have. Cause hopefully, you know, he'll remember you if he runs into any weird stories, maybe. I hope so. I hope so. What I really got to do is build up the gumption to talk to this guy. He, I don't know what his deal is. I'm guessing he's a hunter, but he has been camped out at the entrance to D-Duck Trail, like that little pond turnoff all summer. You think he's like a homeless dude? I don't know. He's got big old Fords and uh, ATVs and a nice, nice tent. But like the guy's gotta have heard stuff. But oh yeah, you know yeah, the, yeah. the guy's been there for so long. It's like, does he want visitors? <laughs> so that would be funny. I just... don't know. Maybe if that guy listens, uh, oh, wave me abs- next time, and I'll I'll come over. <laughs> he absolutely does. Yeah, dude, you should like uh, <laughs> offer him like walk by and like. What's what's the uh, what's the top beer in that area? Oh, I don't I don't really drink. It's so probably not. I don't know. Oh, that's true. Um, I, I, I tried Rainier when I first got there up here. Go. It was all right. Yeah, I could bring them some Rainier. Be like, hey, bud, <laughs> you like Rainier? And have you heard Big Bigfoot around? You know. Yeah. <laughs> or you could do like IBC root beer from Walmart. That works too. So. That you know, remember Dad's root beer? Remember that stuff? Dad's root beer is great, dude. That's good stuff, Gosh. man. Where's that stuff been? I, that came into my memory bank like a, a week ago, and I was just like, "Gosh!" <laughs> now I want to have good some. Times. I want to have some <laughs> good beer. times, right? <laughs> Are you getting the uh, the book in hardcover? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, dude. And I'm not joking about that two copies thing. Wow. Yeah, I bought two copies. One's going to be for the coffee table, and one's going to be for the backpack, lugging it out. You know, I'm going to have to, I might send Dar another message just in case the first one got lost or something. Yeah, yeah, I'll reach out to her yeah. again um, and just be like, hey, Jeremiah's going to reach out. And she's just got so many stories. It's so fun to listen to her. You could even be like, Hey, he had uh Michael on his, he talked to Michael, for oh, bit, you know, and that might help yeah. out too. I don't know, but I didn't even think about sending her. I don't know if she, she even has heard that. So I got to send her that link. Yeah. Um, I'll be putting that up as a, a podcast episode in the next few days, but you, yeah, you could always do the, uh, it's up on as a YouTube episode right now. Cool. So, Dude, 
I'm sorry. I didn't even think about it until all of a sudden, like I saw your face when it said Michael Freeman. And I was like, oh no, now he's like not prepared, doesn't have his questions. <laughs> <laughs> I felt so bad, but then it just, dude, you made it happen. You made it work. And I was like, oh, Jeremiah, you're fantastic. <laughs> you have to make it work, dude. That's, Solid, that's what part of the fun is, dude. I mean, think about like a format like this. It could get to mm-hmm. the point where like Bob, like someone like Bob Gimlin calls in. Yeah. Like if I keep doing yeah, this, it could eventually cool. get to the point where like, you know, people like that could be like, ah, okay. Like I got this number. Hey, let's see where it is. Like it could, it could turn into that, I think. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. It's a super cool idea. I'm, I've been enjoying this and it's only been two, two shows so far. I've been wanting to do this mic for like a year and I haven't done it because I just figured out how to do it uh, tech wise. Yeah. So. See, tech. It's weird, man. It's difficult, but once you get it, you got it. Tech will get you, dude. Every time. (laughs) I know. I have my eyes on this new camera. I don't even want to say the name of it because it could could change some things. It could just be a fancy camera for videos. I don't know. Um, But I'm afraid to jump on it because, again, it could just be like I'm still learning my GPS Garmin. Like one of my must-have need things to have when I go out there, and I'm still like reading through the manual, like what does this button do? <laughs> <laughs> like technology and I don't work, and so this camera is like scaring me and everything because it's like six hundred, seven hundred bucks, and I'm like, <laughs> what is but, the sweetest piece of tech that a Bigfooter could get right now? Do you think? Oh, uh, thermal imager. Okay. I've, uh, aside from that camera, I have my eyes on what Jonathan has, that Taipan. I think it's, Oh yeah. I think that's what it was called. Yeah. yeah. That thing was so much fun when we were night cruising. We saw the bear, we saw countless deer, um, the cougar. We couldn't therm the cougar, but, uh, we got a picture of it and saw it twice. That thing was fun. It's um, it's a weird brand name, right? ATS AD ADC. Yeah, yeah. He he Something sent like me the that. link for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's cheaper. But it's like I mean, five hundred bucks. Right, right. It's five cheaper or than a bucks. Fleer. Yeah, 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 dude. Totally rocking. The list goes on, though. I mean, there's so there's so many fun things. I mean, oh, and just even that. I mean, the bushcraft side. Like, I really, really, really want to get like to the where I can park the park the car, park the jeep, and just hike out. Mm. Um, there's this area called the Winaha River Basin, okay. and it's this it's um, oh, what is it? Wilderness land, wilderness. Uh, hunting land it's accessible but you can only ride a horse in or hike in there's no roads and it's huge it's like the upper corner of um oregon north northeastern oregon wow so i have been told that that could be where they go in the winter or Okay, it's right on the other side of the ridge from the watershed. It's pretty amazing, actually. <laughs> I didn't know it was that close. That's wild. 
Um, but if you drive up the road and you hang a right and you go to Squaw Spring, that is where Wes Summerlin has his um, tree memorial. Mm. Right on the other, the other side of that ridge is all wilderness land. And yeah. Wow. That's where I really want, that's where I really want to get going. Yeah. But kind of, kind of took the time at D-Duck Spring this summer. Next summer, that's the plan. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. I think it was, it was worth it to do the, uh, the D-Duck Spring stuff this summer for sure. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. Yeah. That has been a wild ride. (laughs) Oh yeah. That, that first trip out, uh, when I had the, the like scenic view, where the, all the spots were taken and I had um, Instagram live stuff going on. Yep. I didn't know anybody in this area lucked out on that spot. And then after that, that's when I was just, I remember talking to Clint Miller. Um, <clears throat> I think I talked to you about him, the guy from North Carolina. I think uh, yep, He's yep, the yep. one that told me, he's the one that told me to reach out to Michael. And okay. I mean, I was just thinking about it earlier today. I was like, yeah, I still have those Facebook messages like with me and Clint talking and being like ah, I'm so nervous but <laughs> it's Michael Freeman like <laughs> like you said yet yeah, like the Michael Freeman like yeah I think it's cool I, I've, I'm honored to call him a friend that's super cool <laughs> just from the little time I was able to talk to him you can tell he's a very like genuine down-to-earth guy so yeah pretty yeah. honest about stuff so yeah, it's been really cool chatting with him. And I've only actually talked with him on the phone once, and it was during work. And, uh, again, if, if the customers, like I do pest control, if that customer ever listens to right. this podcast, I'm sorry, but now here's the explanation. I was talking to, like, <laughs> like sort of an idol of mine, so if my face kind of lit up or my, I got like a little pep in my step, that's why. <laughs> Dude, have you... Uh... Have you watched A Flash of Beauty, that documentary? Yeah. Yeah, I've watched it multiple times. <laughs> the, the part when the guy uh, who's the plumber is talking about, like, how he gets all the stories from his, his clients. Mm-hmm. I was totally told, know it. <laughs> I was thinking of, like, that's totally Mike Casey. Yep. There's a, yeah. uh, I got a story from the old guy. He grew up in Shelton, Washington, and there's some shack trail up there. And back in the seventies, he was camping there with his friends and woke up one morning, they were all getting ready to leave. And they looked up on the ridge line and just saw the silhouette of this huge, I mean, you saw, he, he said he saw the shoulders, the head, everything just standing there, moving back and forth and then dip back behind the hill. Wow. Right. I'm just like, dude, I wear your pin on my hat while working. So exactly. I'm like, yeah, bro, Bigfoot. And so that's how I, that's how I get most stories. <laughs> there you go. Dude, Bigfoot Society. Heck yes, dude. I through know... and through. Kevin says, I know Stan, and he is passionate and very knowledgeable. Rock on, Stan. Very cool. Well, thanks for for calling in, Mike. You are the coolest totally, dude. Man. No, man. You, you make it happen. Let's do it, dude. I appreciate everything you do. Thank you, man. Appreciate you too, brother. Scan oh, yeah. the documents. Do it. <laughs> I'm going to do it. So the family's actually going on the, they're going out of town with the family members that came in. Okay. So 
I get to stay home and do the family chore, the, the house chores. But that'll be my project this weekend. I'm going to make a to-do. To-do. Scan documents. Yeah. While you're... Pretty sure I can share those. I might be able to share those. I'll ask. So if I can, I'll let you know. You should totally <laughs> ask. I, I Honestly, I don't think that those are even – have I talked to you about the website uh, Isaac Coy? Have no. I talked to you about this guy? Where no. he has all these old, like, it's mostly UFO journals and newsletters from all over the different years. But he's got a few mm -hmm. Bigfoot things in here, too. But I don't think he's got, what was the name of the journal you had again? Uh, the Blue Mountain Trackways. I think that's what they're called. Yeah, not that one. Wow. They're right here. Hold Very on. cool. Let me pull them down from my shelf here. He's got, uh, the big one he's got is the Bigfoot Bulletin by George Haas from the 60s to 70s. Oh, my gosh. So they're called the Track Record International Bigfoot Society. The nice. subsidiary of the Western Bigfoot Society. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. This one here is from 2005. I think the, she said the first 10 that she gave me was like the 10 that she thought were the most fun and interesting. Nice. Something like that. That's awesome. But, but yeah, like, oh, so much fun stuff to go through. Just finding the time to go through it all. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Kevin says, hey, networking is so important in the Bigfoot community. It really is. That is like the number one lesson of all time that you can uh, learn. Right, Mike? It is. Network. And like Michael said, the, like last night was we're all working together. I don't get why everybody needs to be at each other. Right. Like every, like work together. It's been, it's been so much fun meeting everybody, talking to everybody. I've met a few people that have been a little <clears throat> standoffish. A little sassy. But yeah, a little sassy, oh, wow. you know, like very determined on their point of view. And, Weird. uh, where the the Facebook Messenger, I mean, you're scrolling for a couple thumb lengths, okay. you know, and it's like, oh my gosh, man! <laughs> you send me a novel, you do a copy paste, and you do this to everybody, or what? <laughs> like they're they're locked um, and loaded, ready to go, man. Yeah, yeah. But, hey, you. So can it's only... like it's you know. Yeah. Have fun with it. Oh yeah. Enjoy it. It's what it's all about, dude. That's what I do. I, I try to have fun with it. I try to talk to uh, people from all over the board, you know, everyone mm -hmm. from NAWAC to Tobe Johnson. So, yeah. You know. And like uh, something sparked my memory right there. Like um, Kate, Eli, and Alex, um, they take it seriously, but they also like to have fun. Exactly. That's what life's all about, man. You can't even you can't focus it just on a on a topic and everything and just be super super serious. Yeah, <sighs> if you're if you're too serious, like you're just gonna you're gonna get burned out eventually. Yeah, gotta like yeah, you gotta have some fun with it. <clears throat> the adventure aspect alone is so so much fun. <laughs> like totally. uh, I'm looking at my fridge, I got maps and stuff, and I'm. I'm <laughs> So the the Indian Heaven Wilderness is an area. Um, I'll be doing the blues next year, but the Indian Heaven Wilderness is, is an area that I want to 
adventure out to next summer. Where's that also. at? Uh, between, oh, I want to get this right, between Mount St. Helens and Mount Adams. Oh, wow. Gifford Pinchot area. Okay. Yeah. The, so I remember when I first got into this and I was talking to you, uh, you asked, what's, what's your favorite book? Mm-hmm. And it's uh, where where Bigfoot walks, and that's still yep. my favorite book. Okay, um, because of the story aspect of it and the adventure aspect of what this guy did, and uh, and I want to. I know I don't have the time to do his trail or the hike that he did, but I want to. I want to go up into those areas. I want to adventure around, walk the lava beds, stuff like that. That's awesome. Yeah, which is actually not far from where I was last September, where that I was telling you about that tree crash. That's where I heard that chimp noise, potential chimp noise. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, and then the game camera caught that weird. Uh, the I don't. When I went to Forks, Washington, everybody there was calling him a tree peeker. So if it was a Sasquatch, the tree peeker. Really? So like people you would talk to in town in Forks, they had the special name for him. Yeah, yeah, the ones that just kind of hang out behind trees and just peek out around and they're gone. Because in one, like in the same second on that trail camera, it's there. And then in that, like literally the same second, because it's uh, time stamped, it's gone. So it it was a fast, whatever it was. (laughs) That's wild. Yeah. That is wild. Well, man, um, who who wrote? I'm um, I'm skipping on Robert Alley. Robert Alley. Yeah, Raincoast um, Sasquatch. Rain, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He he had me email it to him. The picture. Oh, really? So that's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. wow. And then find something. He might use it in a book. What did he think of it? Tree peeker. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah, I showed him all the pictures. We shuffled through all. I mean, all. <laughs> 200 trail cam photos and all the other pictures from around camp that I took. He, uh, he, he called over Craig Yanni. It was kind of cool. <laughs> Craig Yanni. That, why is that name familiar? I, I know I've heard that. Uh, name somewhere. He, he does um, Sasquatch or Squatch days. I think it is. Sasquatch. And then he hosted, um, no, oh yeah, no, he hosted Sasquatch Days up in Forks and then he does Okay. Squatch Fest. That's it. In okay. um uh what is it? What is it? Uh the town that the miners came back to after Eighth Canyon. Kelso. Oh jeez. Kelso, yeah. Washington. That's a good trivia question that's how I, there. <laughs> that's how I remember things. Yeah. It's like, yeah, oh, what's wow. the name of that town? Oh, yeah. No, uh, the miners were there after they were attacked. <laughs> nice. Man. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, Mike, yeah. I so, think. Yeah, they, they actually just released. I know I'm rambling on, but they actually just released the, uh, oh, I think it's Sasquatch, the um, Sasquatch Days and Forks next year's which is a cool lineup. Doug Hightech will be there. Tobe Tobe was talking about this. Yeah. Cause he's, it's the, um, it's the premiere of flash of beauty too, but they're also doing a, um, yeah, it's going to have all these big names there, but there's also going to be a, uh, what was it? Um, what's it called? I can't, uh, Oh my 
goodness, I'm blanking out, Mike. When you not a discuss like when you have a back and forth with someone where debate? a debate, yeah. They they're gonna have a debate what? where it's gonna be like paranormal camp versus flesh and blood camp. And it's gonna Ooh. be Tobe Johnson on one side versus uh um I want it. I can't remember. It was at um was it Nancy? He didn't have the full name of the person, so but um yeah, there's gonna be an actual debate there too. So that'll be interesting. Oh wow. Yeah, but wow, that will be cool. I'll be definitely going to that. Dude, checking that yeah. out, checking out all the Twilight stuff, it's like a win win. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I went there with Ellie and there was a massive line for that Twilight Forever thing event or whatever tour and uh, i asked the people i was like are there like are there cast members in there or something like oh no it's just some of the clothing that they wore oh my goodness that's wild really and then i'm like i'm standing there with with ellie in the front of the event center and i'm I'm looking at these people and i'm like you know there's a bigfoot conference right here like so much cooler (laughs) (laughs) get out of line and come over here come on (laughs) hey guys you're missing out on the bigfoot stuff Seriously, how are you guys standing in line? I mean, I don't know. The movies were cool, I guess, back in the day, but I'm old, so I was I was I was young when those things came out. <laughs> I'm surprised Bigfoot wasn't in those movies. Hey, Small Town Monsters is hanging out. What up? What? <laughs> Yo, but the question is, yeah. who's on the account right now? Is it Seth? Is it Eli? I'll never know. That's that's kind of the question, though. Hmm. Or maybe it's Heather. Maybe it's Courtney. Uh, Any one of them is super cool. Mark Matsky. Oh, yeah. That'd be cool. But uh, Small Town Monsters Rock, everyone watch an ST, a a true mystery. They actually just released uh, Squad Edition. If you're not a squad member, become a squad member. Get on over there. Dude. 4Ks early. Have (laughs) you watched, uh, did you watch Adirondack Beast today? No, but I was thinking about it for my lunch, but it's 45 minutes. I only get 30 minutes. I didn't want to watch a bit and have to stop it. So Mike, it's really good. I don't know. My wife, my wife just gave me the evil eyes. So I think she's going to bed. So I might be able to get the TV for a bit i don't i i gotta watch it it's definitely (laughs) worth it um i like how uh they go out with emily and um team at the end to do a little squatching so that's it's it's a good episode all around though oh because of the whitehall event yeah it's very good cool cool oh my goodness it's seth alex and eli at the same time whoa Oh my god! How is that possible, dude? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this is that fan, fan, fan moment right here, where it's like I gotta try and remember what I'm trying to say. Totally, dude. <laughs> Idols. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, Mike, it's 11 yeah. p.m. Central Standard Time. You know what that means? Yeah. No, it it, it has to be time for wrapping stuff up. <laughs> I know. Thanks so yeah. much. This was cool. You are the the man of connections. Uh, Jonathan was a cool dude to to talk to thank you for that so hey of course any anytime I, I i didn't know you were doing one tonight and so i was like oh my gosh who can i think of who can i think of and literally as you were saying that if you got a friend send them the number 
and I had like literally Boom. just sent him the number and I was like, Oh, there you go. There you go, man. Thanks. <laughs> there you go. Always fun talking to you, Mike. Have a good one, dude. Yes, sir. You too, buddy. Have a good night. Peace. For everyone hanging out, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I'll be doing more of these, uh, kind of a open phone lines. Uh, again, if you have a story you'd like to share about Bigfoot, cryptids, anything weird, I, I don't care, weirdness, stuff you can't explain, feel free to share it. Call on in, 515-809-1001. Let's try that again, 515-809-0165. It'll be recorded for the podcast. I'll be sharing these out. Uh, and we'll we'll end with that. But again, thanks for hanging out. Uh, you all have a great weekend. Uh, if you want to hear uh, more stuff, you can go to BigfootSocietyPodcast.com. Uh, you can look up Bigfoot Society on your preferred podcast platform. And... Uh, like this video, subscribe, and hit the bell icon so you don't miss out on any future uh, phone line events in the future or any other interviews as well. Have a good night, all. Views and opinions expressed are those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Bigfoot Society. Any content provided by our guests are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or